0: Welcome to the South MIMS U podcast, the one place you know you're going to get cutting-edge thought that's easy to understand and always amusing. At least, we hope so. In this episode, we're talking about guns. That's why I'm with our constitutional history professor, Lance Forbush Colt. He's both a constitutional historian and the proud owner of... um, well, uh, how many guns do you own, Lance?
1: At last count, 83, including this rather fine glock.
0: Oh, right, oh, 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 Lance, Lance, I, I, I don't think you're allowed to fire that thing on campus.
1: We don't have a campus, and who the hell in South Mims is going to stop me?
0: Oh, well, yes, yes probably no one.
1: Damn! Who owns that house with the red door out there?
0: Oh dear, I I think that's Ethel, the ex-postmistress that everyone loves like an aunt.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's get on with the podcast, shall we? Indeed, yes.
0: If you put that gun down. Sure. Now, we're, we're, we're talking about an interesting idea that you've had and are, I understand, trying to get adopted by some politicians in the United States?
1: Yes, sir. It's a way to solve what I call the Second Amendment logjam.
0: Right, um, I see. Like a gun jamming before you shoot it.
1: Sure, something like that. It's the argument over what the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution actually means.
0: It's the right to bear arms, isn't
1: it? Sure it is, but that's the question. Is it a right or an obligation? That's the conundrum. What did the founders of the American Republic mean when they attached it to the Constitution all those years ago?
0: What did they mean?
1: No one really knows. Many people say they do, but in truth, no one actually knows. That's why there's such a debate about it.
0: Well, not just a debate, an actual conflict in many cases.
1: Yep, political conflict and sometimes violent conflict. It's a debate that's been going on a long time. And in the middle of the 20th century, we thought it was settled by the Supreme Court. But campaigns by the new right and the NRA changed all that.
0: That's the National Rifle Association, the the, uh, NRA, right?
1: It is. It's a very powerful and very rich lobbying group that has had the ear of Republican politicians for half a century. And it's basically won the argument. It's why that no matter how many tragic mass shootings there are across the states, no one does anything to stop guns getting into the hands of whoever wants them. Well, nothing that is unless you include praying for the victims. There's a hell of a lot of praying going on and not a lot of gun control. Before we talk
0: about your idea, could you summarize the whole thing? I mean, the the Second Amendment itself and the debate around it?
1: Okay, let's read the damn thing out, shall we?
0: Well, if you would, yes.
1: A well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed.
0: Well, is is that it?
1: Yep. 27 simple words. 27 words which define freedom for some, danger for others.
0: Well, I I thought it would be much longer than that. Nope, that's it. So... Where's the confusion? I mean, it seems to give Americans the right to have a gun.
1: To keep and bear arms. Sure, guns. Arms can be anything.
0: Uh huh. Well, it could be uh, like a, a mortar, a bazooka, a flamethrower, a jet bomber.
1: <laughs> you could interpret it that way, but that would be ridiculous.
0: Naturally, naturally, of course. So the word "arms" means
1: guns. Guns, yes. But what kind of guns? Back in the late 18th century, that meant muskets. It took a minute to load and fire a musket. A modern automatic weapon can deliver hundreds of bullets in that time.
0: Well, they didn't mean automatic weapons, clearly.
1: You'd think so, but the modern interpretation of arms in the amendment's wording is taken to mean any kind of gun.
0: But they only had muskets.
1: But they didn't say muskets, they said arms. So it, you take the definition and you update it to the present, and that means any kind of gun from musket to AK-47.
0: But, but history moves on. We, we don't think the same way 18th century men thought. Uh, I mean, this is the 21st century. Surely we need to make the amendment relevant to today's conditions and, and technologies.
1: That's what I believe. But there's a whole lot of creative thinking going on here. You see, there are two ways of looking at the Constitution. It's set in stone, and you need to interpret it so that you match the intentions of the founders, those 18th century men you mentioned. Or it's a living Constitution which can flex to match the attitudes and technologies and social situations we have today.
0: Okay, so so what's, what's your view?
1: My view isn't important for now. You have the originalists and you have those who want to reinterpret the document. The NRA is kind of both. It's originalist in that it sees the words in the amendment as fixed in time. A right is a right, and it cannot be changed. In fact, they have that right carved in stone at their headquarters. Only, there's something missing. They only carve the words which say, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, Period.
0: So the militia bit isn't there?
1: Nope, the militia bit isn't there, and that's important.
0: The fact that it's not there?
1: Yes, the fact that it's not carved in stone at the NRA headquarters. You see, what they want is to focus on the word right and not anything else. If you have a right to own and keep a gun, notice it doesn't actually say use a gun, then you have a right to buy a gun, buy another gun. Buy a lot of ammunition, go to gun ranges and practice, buy more ammo, and maybe a couple more guns.
0: So it's all about business, in other words?
1: Money. It's all about money, in my opinion.
0: But you have a gun. Several of them. Uh, 83 of them.
1: Sure, but I ain't figuring on shooting anyone with them.
0: Mm, I mean, in the UK, you don't actually have the right to own one, you know.
1: I know that. They're part of the university's collection.
0: Oh, are they? Oh, I see. Okay.
1: Now... This pesky amendment has been interpreted in many ways. There was a Supreme Court judgment back in 1939 which seemed to settle that argument. It was the U.S. versus Miller. The judges, and this was the time of FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt, by the way. Yes,
0: yeah, FDR, yeah. Sure,
1: the New Deal and all that. Yeah. The judges found that the right to bear arms was conditional on serving in the militia. Right,
0: the militia. The words missing from the NRA's plaque.
1: Those very same words. The Second Amendment makes a clear link. There's only a comma between the militia part and the right to bear arms part. A comma
0: is so gossamer like.
1: Uh, okay, sure. Now, the Supreme Court did not see that the wording constituted an unlimited individual right to own and bear arms. Unlimited right? It was a right you earned by being part of the militia. In those days, that meant local militia, state militia, and any force which was brought together to defend the republic.
0: So you had a duty to protect the nation?
1: Yes, you did. If you were part of the militia, you did. And if you were part of the militia, then you were allowed to own and use a gun to protect the polity, the nation, the state, you and yours and your neighbors against a common enemy.
0: And this was at the time when there was no formal army or navy or anything like that. No military.
1: None at all. Just good ordinary folk who volunteered to do their duty in the militia.
0: So going down to Walmart to buy a Glock like yours, that's not the same as joining the militia, right?
1: Not unless Walmart decide to take over the military and form a local militia. No, it ain't.
0: So what changed in the years after 1939?
1: The rise of the new right and the transformation of the NRA into a political organization. They have worked tirelessly to separate the right to bear arms from the obligation to serve in the militia. And they have succeeded. It was not a new idea, indeed, during the time of Richard Nixon's presidency. Chief Justice Warren Burger, a Republican himself, said that the idea that the Second Amendment allowed open access to any kind of gun was, and I quote, one of the greatest pieces of fraud by special interest groups on the American public.
0: But the Supreme Court ruled, and I thought that when they did that, that when they ruled, well, that's it.
1: Well, it ain't it. In 2008, the Supreme Court set down District of Columbia versus Heller. That concerned a security guard who wanted to take his gun home when he was off shift, and the authorities wouldn't let him. So... The NRA and their pals took the case all the way to the Supreme Court, and Chief Justice Antonin Scalia wrote one of the longest majority judgments in the history of the court.
0: And it, um, uh, let me guess,
1: settled the debate in the favor of the NRA. You have a right to bear arms, but no obligation to serve in the militia, like I said. It's half an originalist argument and half a modern interpretation. It actually doesn't make sense.
0: But what can be done about it?
1: That's where my idea comes in.
0: Good, I'm looking forward to this.
1: But first, I feel a little wound up. I need to let off a little steam.
0: Oh my, oh,
1: oh dear, oh dear, poor Ethel. I was more careful this time.
0: Well, I'm sure you're not allowed to have that um, uh, automatic weapon in this country.
1: Diplomatic immunity.
0: If you say so. But, um, oh, I do like the smell of cordite in the afternoon.
1: Okay, so my idea is a law that enshrines the right to bear arms and the obligation to serve in the militia.
0: So you'd have people form a local militia?
1: No. i disband the military. The professional, highly trained military, which is mainly made up of working-class kids who don't want to flip burgers at McDonald's for less than minimum wage and would rather risk their lives fighting useless wars in godforsaken places and replace them with every American who owns a gun.
0: Well, that sounds, frankly, Lance, I mean, that sounds ridiculous, or at least far-fetched.
1: No, it's quite logical. It works like this. Every gun is registered with the military. When there's a war, or the need for a military force, for instance, to put down a coup in some banana republic in South America, we don't send young men to do the job. We send red-faced, fat gun nuts from Texas or Kansas or Wisconsin to fight. They take their own guns and their own ammo, I mean... They are highly patriotic people who love telling crippled veterans just off the plane from Afghanistan or Iraq that they're grateful for their service. Well, buddy, it's time you fucking did some service in return for the right to have that gun in your man cave.
0: Um, do I detect some contempt for an entire demographic?
1: I love the smell of content in the Missy South Mims dusk.
0: Have you put this idea to anyone in power yet? Some. And and what's been the response?
1: Bafflement.
0: Well, I'm not surprised.
1: But remember, people were baffled by the idea of America itself back in the years before that Second Amendment was penned. And look what happened over the three centuries since. Would
0: it be just the men who you'd send to fight for American wars?
1: No, I'd send the men's fat wives too. You seem to be a, a little, how should I say this,
0: prejudiced against the oversized.
1: Think about it they lose a little weight down in those jungles, or in the desert, or the ragged mountains of the Hindu Kush. And would you go too?
0: I mean, you own 83 guns.
1: I'd go in a heartbeat. You could run for
0: Congress on that platform. Guns, obligations, rights, the defense of the Republic. That would be a good campaign slogan.
1: Sure. Ticks all the boxes. I might just do that.
0: Well, that's been fascinating, Lance Forbush Colt. Thank you for sharing your ideas with us. And, dear listeners, if you agree with Lance's idea, then why not write to your political representatives, especially if you are an American, and suggest it. Let's see if it gets any traction. That's all we have time for, but before we go, I'd like to ask Lance if you might just fire that automatic weapon. It gives me a strange kind of tingle when you do.
1: Duh!